Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Coach D podcast and this is, we're coming towards the end of the She Got Game series. Yes, we are technically in the fourth quarter and to end it off for this guest to hit the final winning shot for us to (laughs) win the game and before she even says anything as we always do on this special series we give the listeners just a little bit of what this player has done and where they're gonna end up in the future so just a few highlights which is very impressive in her 2017 stroke 18 season led the team in scoring with 13.5 points was third on the boards with 5.6 scored a career high 30 points against Miami goodness me named (laughs) WCC player of the week also had a 29 point game i'm starting to see a trend here but we go we will get to that a little bit <laughs> later in the podcast and went 15 for 17 from the free throw line against long beach and had a season high 13 rebounds in the studio in the fourth quarter about to to hit the big shot we have the one and only Cheyenne Wallace in the building. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you. What an introduction. Of course, of course. How are you doing, Shan? I'm doing great. How are you? Um, right now in, in London, things are looking very up because as, as well as, you know, everyone in the world, there was a time when we kind of had to stay indoors. And don't get me wrong. You know, I, I enjoyed my Netflix series. I enjoyed The Last Dance, which came in at a clutch time. But yes. I was just trying to hoop, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to hold the ball in my hands, go for some layups. So it's just great to be out, fresh air, get some shots up and stuff like that. So I'm doing very, very good. Absolutely. Very, very good. Now, before we speak about your achievements and where you're at, right now just in terms mm-hmm. of if you could just take us all the way back to a very young Cheyenne like in terms of your first introduction into basketball and what was that like for you? Sure so my whole family well on my dad's side played basketball so my dad actually played um, professionally okay um he played in the NBA a little bit and most of his time was played overseas and Spain and Turkey, Japan, he played all over the world. And then my brother played, my uncles played. So it's just, I live in a basketball family. Um, So when I was around like 12 years old, I was, I noticed I was noticeably taller than all of the girls in school. Okay. And my dad was just like, you know, you should just start trying to play. So I remember I, I went into a practice and I started to play and I, I just loved the competitive physicality of basketball and I just remember falling in love with it almost like instantly and it was kind of something that connected me with my dad so it kind of like yeah like strengthened our relationship so yeah. Wow I'm curious because we've had a few guests um, on the show who kind of came from that sporting background what was that Mm -hmm. environment like growing up in in terms of was it very competitive in that household or or was things kind of kind of chill laid back and it only got competitive when they was actually playing a sport um yeah we're all super competitive my older sister also played college basketball and was amazing and so 
we would always play against each other, play outside. We're, my whole family, everything is competitive. We're always debating. We're always, um, you know, arguing, but always like playful and fun. And we love to compete. So yeah, that, that has been the environment I've grown up with my whole life. <laughs> wow. So just in, in terms of having your dad coach in, in so many different places in the country, what would you say that that effect had on you just in terms of you getting into basketball also did you kind of at the time know that your dad was really good at playing basketball or was it just okay my pops plays basketball but you didn't really mm -hmm. under understand the the significance of that Right. Yeah. No, I always knew. Well, he, you know, like the competitive person that he is, made sure <laughs> right. everybody knew how good he was. Right. Right. <laughs> so I definitely knew how good he was. Um, it was one of those things. I was a girly girl. I was always in skirts and dresses and I was just princesses. And, you know, when I was little, I never right. wanted to play sports or get sweaty or dirty or anything like that. So my dad and I were close. But we just weren't like I was the girl of the of the house, so it was never okay. like this really deep bond that we had. And then when I started playing basketball, we had so much to talk about. Um, and basketball teaches you a lot about life. Yes. And understood. so yeah, through playing basketball, he was able to teach me life lessons through the beautiful game of basketball, and it was just amazing. I learned so much about myself, and he has taught me so much on and off the court because, like I said, it's it's both together. So I'm quite curious because there must have been a whole lot of one-on-ones in the backyard, in the backyard or at the nearest parks. Um, yeah. What, what was that dynamic like? Because I'm curious, was he like, okay, you're my daughter, so I'm gonna ease you off a bit, or, or is he literally <laughs> swatting everything out? Like you ain't getting nothing easy unless you're yes. with the coldest Kobe fade or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately for him, so he ended his career because he um, had a bulging disc in his back. He like blew out his back. Oh, wow. Yeah, so his back and then his hips were bad. Like he just has the beat up basketball body, you know? Um, so whenever we play one-on-one, -on -one, okay. right. yeah, whenever we play one-on-one, -on -one, he would just shoot threes. Cause you know, he's not like the most <laughs> mobile person right now. Okay. Smart. Smart. So, but he can shoot, but it wasn't like, we weren't really ever able to have like a really serious game. It was kind of unfair, you know, he's playing injured. So I'll, I'll right. give him that. <laughs> okay, understood. Und yes. Understood. And what was the, um, what's the, cause I'm very curious over in the States, what's the, level like not just in terms of basketball but also in terms of was there like a school girls team which led to i don't know aau or was there a girls basketball program every step of the way or did you kind of start off playing mixed and then eventually later on in your playing stages is is when it became exclusively a girls basketball team um, you, are you saying like playing with guys or just in general, just like when did it become really competitive? Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, so when I first started playing basketball, I was about 12 years old, um, which is, I don't wanna say that's old cause it's not, it's very young, but a lot of the girls that were on my team and just girls that I met had been playing basketball since they were like four or five years old. Okay. Um, so I was, you know, a little bit older. So I was learning everything for the first time, like the, the rules, the, the fundamentals, the footwork. So I was a little bit behind. Um, so since I was a little bit behind, my coaches and my dad both thought to put me on both teams. So I played okay. like double the amount of games 
Right. So I was on the boys and girls team when I was in seventh and eighth grade. Wow. wow. Yeah. So did, oh, when when did you hit that growth spurt to the point where you were saying earlier that you was really taller than some of the girls? Yeah, around seventh grade. I was really tall oh, in seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so how 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 uh, tall are we talking here, Shan? Well, I'm not that tall now, but at the time, <laughs> like in, in relative, like comparing to everyone else, I was right. pretty tall. But I'm six foot right now. You see, that's so just, I mean, I'm pretty tall, but that is, I wouldn't that say is, it's like right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like super impressive. I guess I yeah, I'm not as tall as most girls who play basketball right now. And so, what's the overall basketball culture like when you was growing up playing in high school and stuff like that? Did it have like a huge, or did basketball have a big culture back then? Yeah, so I was really fortunate to go to Sierra Canyon, which is in Chatsworth. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with it. It's kind of like a small private school, but um, that school was really academic focused however sports was a huge part of our culture and the pride of our school and so the the girls team and the boys team were one of the like both some of the top teams in the country at the same time right so there was just this whole culture about this kind of basketball powerhouse that was coming out of sierra canyon um it was a it's a newer school um compared to other like I guess other schools in that area so it's right, fairly right. newer and we were kind of trying to build this legacy and build this powerhouse and and uh, it was really cool to be a part of that so yeah there was a lot of culture a lot of, it was very family oriented there um yeah wow you see um it's it's quite funny because there's a picture that I'm looking at um of you when you was playing in high school and it looked like this girl was trying to go up for a layup and you was like, not today. And I just <laughs> see this huge, I'll just slap the shot out the way. And one thing watching your highlights is, is I love the fact that I'm seeing that defensive presence from you because I think it's quite difficult to see if you're watching highlights, the offensive stuff, just in terms of people going for a layup or making a nice move to take a shot. But the defensive presence, just like boxing out, getting a stop blocks like how did you even was that something that you gained from watching your dad play or, or just something you just learned along the way yeah so that's really funny you say that because i just remember like in college um I'm, i've always been very very offensive minded like okay. kind of mentioned like i like to score and stuff so i would right. always get in trouble for defense even though i would try that was ah, just always the thing. interesting <laughs> yeah okay. that was just always the thing in college that i would always get like called out for but um i did always block shots and um rebound i always try to block shots and rebound and i try to i play good defense but it's just funny it's just <laughs> ironic that you say that when my coaches if they listen to this they'd be like who are you what? talking about <laughs> um but right. yeah how that kind of came about was like I mentioned I started playing when I was late mm -hmm. I mean like later on I was like 12 so I wasn't really able I don't I didn't really have any offensive moves I didn't really have my form down to shoot I mean I really was starting from the beginning anytime I got the ball I would travel I would double dribble I mean I was <laughs> I didn't know what was going on so they would just tell me like hey run up the court and if you see someone shoot the ball swipe it out of the way like you're okay. long you're tall and if the ball comes off the rim you grab it right um so that was my job for like a year my first year playing basketball was just block shots and rebound 
Um, so that's kind of where that came from. I, I kind of got the timing down and I got to really focus on that because my offense didn't come till much later. So was it, I mean, obviously when someone reaches such a tall height, a lot of coaches will just teach them straight away, back to the basket, post up, turn and shoot, that's it. We don't want you dribbling too much for yourself when you hit that growth spurt because I um, mm -hmm. um, understand that you've played the position of power forward. Did you still kind of go through the skill development of like learning how to dribble, you know, shooting off the dribble, catch and shoot, stuff like that? Or was it very um, skill based on your position at the time? Yeah, so I was really blessed with amazing coaches from, especially like when I first started playing, I think that first experience playing basketball, the coach you have is really influential and important to kind of your relationship with basketball and, and how you look at it and your mentality around it. So right. those coaches were very like, I mean, they were literally like family to me. I still talk to them now and they were really um, diligent about making sure that I was well-rounded. So I did play center but they would have me in all the shooting drills, all the dribbling drills. They would make sure I worked on my threes. Um, and so I kind of took that mentality about working on every single part of me and being as versatile as possible. And I just kept doing that throughout my basketball journey. Okay, okay. And especially during high school, I mean, despite your dad being an amazing role model, was there any other players that you kind of studied their game from and you liked how they played and adapted it to your game? Um, well, I would say my sister, my older sister played at UC Irvine. Okay. Um, and watching her play, it's funny, we played pretty similar. She just played with a lot of passion, like, and sometimes to her detriment and same with me, like we get really fired up, maybe yell at the refs, like, you know, slam, slam the ball down, like little things like that, because we just are so involved and we care so much. So right. I think watching her get so fired up and play with so much aggression and power, um, that really influenced me to just kind of do that as well, to really be in the game, be present um, and yeah, be competitive. Right, right. Oh, man. So I'm um, curious because with this high school, we are talking about a high school that got three state championships. I repeat, three state championships. So yeah. if you could just take us behind the scenes, just in, in terms of, because I already got the impression from what you were saying that you, you kind of wanted to really keep and continue a legacy which for yourself and the players that have at that age just in in terms of we're not here just to play basketball we're to play basketball we're actually here to play but also make a difference you know so what was some of those training sessions like or what was the goal stepping in for you to have the end result of having three state championships because that is a serious three-peat right there yeah, it was it was honestly such a fun time in my life. I literally had the best time. But um, my freshman year when I got there, it was a small school. The basketball team didn't really have the best um, reputation. No one really talked about Sierra Canyon. It was kind of, you know, the private school that was pushed to the side. And so, so she when changed I, the game. Okay. Yeah. I no. So I came okay, there. Talk about it. 
Right. No, so when I got there, it was me and there was another girl, um, Kennedy Burke, and I had sure. also like a bunch of other good teammates, but she came in in my class. Right. And she is phenomenal. If you guys ever, I mean, she plays for the Indiana Fever right now. She's amazing. Nice, nice. Um, so we came in together and we had the worst freshman year. Like we were losing. Yeah. I mean, we played well, but we were, you know, losing our games and we didn't even have a gym at the time. We were practicing outside. So it just didn't really feel very official. And we kind of, I don't know, lost hope a little bit in the school. And then we got a new coach. Or my sophomore year. Yes. Alicia Kamaki, who is like my favorite coach of all time. But she is really the one. Yes. She is really the one that came in and totally changed the culture of the team. And really, I think discipline was the biggest thing that I learned to win those. uh, It was discipline and sacrifice, I would say, were like the two major things that I implemented to help my team win those three state championships. Oh, so you say discipline and sacrifice. Was that from the coach's influence or just something that you picked up on as a player? Yeah, it was definitely from her influence. Um, I think it's everything is really how you look at it and how you approach it. So freshman year, I didn't really take basketball. I mean, I thought I was taking it seriously at the moment. But when Coach Kamaki came in and kind of said like, hey, you're not taking it seriously. You have to sacrifice this. You have to be disciplined around that. I realized that there was another level of seriousness and dedication that I can have to the game of basketball that I didn't have that, that year before. And when I shifted my mentality and as a team, you know, we all kind of embraced this idea and shifted our mentality, then things like magic happened and we started to really be in sync. And that's really ultimately what helped us win I think so I mean (laughs) it's one thing to get one state championship two but how does I I always find it curious just in terms of thinking about the next step because you know it's it's always players coaches we kind of set the goal okay we want to make it to this finals but Mm -hmm. then to have that mindset of reaching it again the following year and then the following year how did you as a player and as a team just continue to be consistent in your mindset and just stay focused or go okay we're not happy with one we're not trying to go for two we we, want to go for three just keep on building yeah so when I was there honestly there was if you talk to anyone else who went to Sierra Canyon around the time that I went they'll tell you the same thing there was really a special energy that was going on at that time um being that Sierra Canyon was an up-and-coming school in terms of sports Right. It was kind of, it kind of felt like we were building a legacy and we were starting something really amazing for right. the school. Right. Um, Canyon was such a, a great place to learn, to go to school. And so it was kind of like we felt it was like our duty and we had the pressure of really putting on for our school. If that makes sense. Right, right. Uh, we wanted completely. our banners. We knew Sierra Canyon was going to be something special and it just needed a little bit of time. And we wanted our names on the banners in the gym. We wanted to be the ones who kind of pushed forward and, and started this legacy and, and grew Sierra Canyon. And I don't know, it was just kind of our pride for our school, I think, that really helped us buy in together and, and try to win three in a row. Talk about it. Talk about it. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's one thing, what I what I find interesting and, you know, teams like that is very unique because you, you kind of 
come into the season under the radar because I, I can just only assume that that first season as the high school was only known for the academic side not the sports mm-hmm. side when uh, other school would see you guys in their conference or the pitch they'd be like okay this should be an easy win but when did you kind of start to notice that that energy was being transferred to the opponents in in terms of was it maybe the second year when you kind of got a feeling that the other teams was taking notice of you rather than vice versa yeah so that first year um when i was a sophomore and we kind of started to win games and we really were starting to mesh together people definitely seemed like surprised and all the questions were definitely not like it didn't sound like they were i don't know that they they assumed that this was going to happen it was more kind of like oh wow like we didn't expect you guys to be this good (laughs) it was kind of like with that attitude and i think that just really fueled us and i tell people all the time basketball is a team sport yes so i really i mean i obviously i had my own part in the team but it was it was the culture of my team it was the way that my coach ran the team that ultimately led to our success it was um, watching your teammates in the gym after practice, shooting for an extra hour on the gun. It was during weights. You see people putting on more and more weights. And right. um, you just, when you were in an environment like that, where you see everyone around you collectively working really, really, really hard, um, that's where success happens. Understood. Oh, man, you're just, you're just flying the flag right now. I love <laughs> it. I love it. And yeah. making that next transition from high school to college you know if you could just talk about what were some of the things that you was initially thinking about making that transition and then adjusting because we're going to get into your route wasn't the typical route of you know you go to one college spend all of your time there your route kind of had a unique curve to it but if you could just start with what your initial feelings was like leaving your high school to then go and play at a higher level in college yes so I think that everyone's transition into college is going to be different obviously everyone you know has different life paths and so I came from Sierra Canyon where we were playing really well and I won three state championships so I was kind of on like a high horse I was like you know, I felt really accomplished. Um, Sierra Canyon is an amazing, beautiful school, and I had friends there and family, and it was just a great time. So, it, and you're in high school, so everything is a little more amateur. It's not as much, it's it's more fun, like right. popsicles after the game, and ice cream, <laughs> and you know, like we're on the bus, we're having fun. Like, it's, it's very different than in college. So right. Right. I, and especially at Sierra Canyon, a school where they, you know, they really cater to their students. And um, same with my coach, like they all made sure our experiences there were just like, out of the park. So nice. when I went to college, um, I think the biggest difference I noticed was that basketball is a business. You know, when you mm-hmm. go to college, it, 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 yeah, it's not. It's not a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's not a game. Right, um, right. It's not for fun. It is very serious. There's a lot of people that are involved. A lot of people's lives are affected by whether you win or lose. Um, I mean, it just gets more complicated. Right. Yeah, so it was a huge transition to say the least. I mean, I felt like my life was flipped all around and around and around and I had to really adjust to that. So, I mean, uh, what was that first uh, 
rookie season like when you was playing in college just in in terms of um what the coach but what the program expected of you yeah so i was a freshman and um i was i was really good i think i came in and i felt confident i felt like i could play at that level I am not one to usually, especially not in basketball, to be scared of anything. So I really came in like, I'm going to make a difference on this team. I'm going to score. I'm going to do whatever I can. And my coaches and my teammates were really cool about that. And, and they, you know, they gave me the ball. They let me kind of do what I wanted to do. So that part of it was great. It was really like conditioning, waking up at 6 a.m. and going to weights and then practice and then study hall. And then I had class and my classes were so hard. Um, <laughs> it was it was the traveling on planes. It was all that that just kind of shocks you a little bit. Right. Um, right. But in terms of the basketball, I came in, I was excited. I was ready to play at the next level. I wanted to see what college was about. And yeah. You see, oh man, I'm just, because... Um, it, I just find it so interesting and it just um, shows like the level of basketball in the States versus the level of basketball in London. Because when I first found out that playing at the collegiate level in the States, you get chartered flights. I was like, wait a minute, put a full stop right there. What do you oh. mean chartered? Wait, what do you mean chartered flights to go right. play at, at a different, you know? So hold on. So you're telling me you guys are getting chartered flights. You're on the biggest platform ever. You're getting kit thrown at you up, down, left, right, center. I was just like, wait a Like, it is absolutely <laughs> crazy. And yeah. one thing I absolutely love is that they, and like you said, you know, understanding the basketball as a business. But one mm -hmm. thing I also like is that they really teach you how to be the professional not just on the court but off the court because if you look at a lot of these press conferences like it's just well-mannered on time and you guys know how sometimes because you know how the media likes to ask a direct question they want a direct answer but you as a professional have to curve that answer and and kind of get them to focus on something else so i just i just love that about the states yes yeah it, it teaches you so much about yourself i think that my four years playing college basketball were the most transformational years of my life. So I learned so much, yeah. Is is there, because I wasn't made aware of this until earlier in terms of you have two different paths. You have one path where you go to one university and you do all four years at that university versus being a transfer student. Because I didn't realize that sometimes some people will look at the transfer student as um i don't know not doing it the right way which i mm -hmm. had no clue of so if you could just talk about well one because i'm still new to the concept why the transfer student is frowned upon yeah i think well it's t it's tough because there's different circumstances in which like everyone's circumstance is different. So for me, I graduated a year earlier. Okay. So I graduated in three years instead of four years. So I played right. my fourth year um, at a different school where some people have an injury and they redshirt. And so they sit out a year and then they play. Um, so they're in school for five years where some people are injured. Like, I don't know, there's just, there's just a lot of different circumstances. Okay. So I think in my case, since I graduated a year earlier, it has a little bit more of a stigma around it. Just being that 
um, one, you're only playing at that school for one year. Um, so you're like, I guess, brand new and the, and you're only going to be there for like a hot second, you know? Right. And, <laughs> right. um, yeah, the other thing is, is it's like, it's only one year, just stay at whatever school that you were at before, I guess, but people kind of have that mentality around it, around being a grad transfer. So, oof, okay. It's, it's, I've kind of contradicted myself now because I was just saying how you have people in the media and now I, I guess I'm kind of going to be that person just in, in terms of was you... Because you went from LMU to USC in that final yes. year when you went to USC. Uh, what was the environment like? If you can answer that question, just in, in terms <laughs> of was the coaching staff accepting and they kind of knew the caliber of player that you was in your previous college? And, and how was that adjustment like for yourself? Yeah, so USC was always my dream school. I absolutely loved USC, the business school. I'm into business, so it was um, really prestigious program there, and I've always wanted to go there from the beginning. So we, we actually played USC uh, when I was a junior right. at LMU, and we lost. Um, they were really good. And I've had a really good game against them. And I just remember like thinking to myself, like I wanna still play there for some reason. I just had this bug of like, I wanna play for my dream school. So I played really well and I graduated and I kind of like reached out to different coaches. I went back into the transfer, the transfer pool or whatever. Right. And uh, I talked to USC and they were really welcoming. Um, they knew of me just because they played against me. Right. And yeah, the only thing is, you know, being a grad transfer and also just it's that same transition as when you're a freshman. So you just go through it twice. Really? Uh, yeah. So like for me, huh. it felt like I was a freshman all over again, which is so weird because I wasn't, I was a senior. I was, it was actually my last year, but I felt like a freshman all over again because, you know, there's certain systems and plays and defensive strategies and presses and things that LMU had and they had instilled in me for years and years and years that I was very comfortable with. I almost right. could like play at LMU with my eyes closed. I knew all the plays I'd been running them. For years and years okay. and, and you see what I'm saying and then right. I go to USC it's like oh no we don't do this on screens we do this on screens and uh, we don't uh, okay. um yeah details I like yeah. it okay yes okay <laughs> so it was, it was a lot it was it was a lot for me to um take in and to kind of get comfortable all in one year it was it was really like I was a freshman again I did not that's I mean I, uh, I don't, yeah, that's that's interesting because I would just assume that you've spent three years playing at a high level, and then mm -hmm. it's 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 not like and like you said, you you know all the plays in in terms of how to guard a screen and different things like that. So I would just mm -hmm. assume that you would just be able to step in and obviously not take up all the minutes, but be able to contribute at bare minimum at least but yeah that's a that's a very interesting very interesting yeah no I mean I I still was able to um do that and I was able to play and and still you know kind of figure it out but it was it I think that there's a huge um I don't know I don't think people realize that you are going to a new program when you are grad trans when you are a grad transfer you're going to a completely new program where you have to really learn and relearn their system 
Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's impossible or, or difficult, but it, it's just something you have to be aware of. That you are going to have to go there and and totally buy into your new school and the culture and the way things are ran there, as opposed to your other school. So to put Cheyenne in the hot seat, what are you <laughs> like? Because me as a coach, I've I've been in a lot of uh, tense situations where it's one thing when two teams are going back and forth, but when you have the home and away crowd that just amplifies every call, every shot, every and one, they go crazy. So what are you like as a player in those types of situations when it's a close game, the crowd is saying, defense, like what what type of player are you in those types of environments? Yeah, so I'm I'm really, really, really competitive. Uh, so I get I get pretty amped up, I guess you could say. <laughs> okay. um, I try to really stay focused, but I when I'm playing basketball or really anything, I want to win more than anything else, and it kind of like takes over me where I don't even know how to describe the feeling, but I don't even feel like I'm totally in my conscious mind. I feel like sometimes. Um, just the, the adrenaline and my will and my want to win kind of take over and I just kind of act off of that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so, uh, um, has your dad had the opportunity to see you play at the college level? Oh yeah. He went to all my games. Every so, single one. And, yeah. What, what's the, um, comfortability like and, and does he give you those feedback at the end? Like, like is he a harsh critic or the complete opposite yeah he is a harsh critic just because (laughs) yeah just because he's watched me you know my whole life so there would be games where he can kind of tell that maybe I wasn't um trying my best and his whole thing was really just about effort and and giving your all every single game um because I think a lot of people and I'm realizing now too when you're in the moment it's really hard to realize how special that moment is and how um you know, kind of small that moment is in the grand scheme of your life. Right. So playing basketball, it is such a blessing and it comes and it goes. Our bodies can't play basketball until we're, you know, it's our time to go. So you have to realize that it's a special time in your life and you have to really cherish it and give it your all and really be present to it and not take it for granted. So he always made sure like, you know, basketball, you give it everything that you got every single time. So if they're kind of staying on that topic, what, what were some of the special moments that you that you would have liked to relive? Um, I think all of them. I, <laughs> I'm like all of them just because I'm coming from, I haven't been playing, I haven't played basketball now uh, for a year. So it's kind of weird. It's a weird feeling. Uh, I think that just the winning, the games where we would just be winning, we'll go on these winning streaks, the traveling, traveling with your teammates, being on planes with your teammates, going to right. restaurants with them. I mean, my teammates, I was lucky on mostly all my teams that, you know, they were my, my sisters right, and course, my lifelong course. friends. And I got to literally travel the world and play basketball with, you know, friends that I loved and I adored and I got to hang out with. So those are just memories that are amazing and that you have to really cherish and fall in love with. What playing in, because I, you know, I'm, I'm having this debate just in terms of and watching the last dance definitely created even 
more debates as it naturally does just in terms of i found it interesting we got to see the importance of being that go-to person i.e michael jordan but the importance of role players like your dennis rodman's your scotty pippin so just in mm -hmm. terms of yourself what do you feel that you brought to the team when you was playing um at college and did your role change when you was um playing from one college to another yes absolutely so at lmu i think i naturally just was a scorer so that was kind of a big part of my role there was really I, I, a lot of the offense went through me um, my teammates were all really good at getting me the ball and, and making sure I got touches throughout the game so that I could, you know, score. Right. Um, so that was a huge, huge role for me was really get a lot of shots up, shoot, uh, make a lot of offensive plays. Where at, at USC, we already had um, a lot of people that were in that role of being, you know, the offensive go-to person. Okay. So it was totally different for me there. Um, there, I definitely was more of like a role player, more like to just come in, help rebound, play good defense. I mean, obviously I was allowed to shoot and, and do other stuff, but it was just at a such a lesser degree than when I was at LMU, just because I had a completely different role. Right. Um, and I also was injured at USC, unfortunately. So I, I barely even played the season. I got injured like the third game of conference, which was really sad, but um, when I was there, it was definitely a totally different mindset and they needed a lot different things for me at USC than they needed for me when I was at LMU. Okay, interesting. So in terms of your development as a player, specifically playing the power forward, was that a position the coaches gave you or was it something you kind of just naturally fell into um at lmu it was kind of something i naturally fell into just because um like i said throughout high school i was always working on being versatile so i started playing basketball back to the basket as a center and then as time went on i realized i wasn't kind of i didn't have the physicality or like i wasn't tall enough or big enough really to remain a center at the college level. Right, right. So knowing that in high school, I was always trying to work on my outside game, my dribbling, my driving, my my jump shots, um, that kind of thing. And so mm. when I got to college, I really used those skills that I had developed in high school and I would get the ball on the wing and try to you know, go inside, outside, inside, outside. So I think right. that my ability to do both, back to the basket and kind of go outside a little bit um, put me at a, at the four, naturally. Okay, so um, because you touched upon it earlier, you being away from basketball for a year now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the? Because I guess in those times, like even now, when I was away from basketball, don't get me wrong, I was I was you know in my feelings. I was like, listen, this quarantine needs <laughs> to ease up because um I'm getting the. I'm just literally playing with my ball, but not I need actual core, but we ain't gonna get into uh -huh. that. Anyways, um, yes. uh, what were some of the surprising lessons that you learned from basketball that you apply off the court? So many, I'm trying to think of like some really, really good ones. I think one of them is that 
the role having you know your role um i think that basketball taught me that every one of us have strengths and weaknesses we are not all good at every single thing right um so it's really up to you and how you manage to leverage your strengths and how you handle your weaknesses and whether you acknowledge them you don't acknowledge them you have to you know recognize what your strengths are what your weaknesses are and work at your weaknesses but really use your strengths to your advantage and um that is the same for life you know whatever whatever job or career you choose you have to be really self-aware and i think basketball is is a place where you have to be really self-aware for sure understood understood Mm -hmm. and how does cheyenne the player if there's any differ from cheyenne the person (laughs) away from the court yes Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, a lot of the times I would, you know, be out in tournaments and walking around and people would be like, wow, you know, you're so nice, but on the court, you're like a monster. You're so mean. (laughs) You have so much attitude. Like you're so mean. And so, I mean, if you watch my games or film or whatever, you would probably see that I am way different, um, on the court in that sense, in terms of whether I'm nice or not. But, uh, I try to keep my same mentality that I had towards basketball, towards everything that I do. I really am a passionate person. I'm competitive. I try to give everything 110%. So in terms of that, I think I'm similar, but I guess I'm not as nice um, on the court as I am off the court. Understood. Mm -hmm. Understood. And what has life been like away from basketball, just in terms of like... I don't know. Well, first off, shout to the dog in the back. That presence. Oh, sorry. Oh, my no, gosh. No, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, crazy. Because I, I um, was having this conversation with a player, and when she had to take a break from basketball, and people asked, okay, so what do you do? Um, play basketball. Okay, but what else? Uh, hanging out with my teammates. Okay, but what mm-hmm. else? Um, go to the gym with my teammates and then it's like she became self-conscious like wow like basketball is really connected to me yes like how has life been away from basketball Uh uh-huh um yeah so uh my experience was different i think everyone's experience is different but basically for me i um since I was injured at USC, it was really, really hard for me because I always wanted to go to USC. I finally go there, I get injured, I sit out like the whole year. Um, so it kind of left, like, kinda, it kind of put a damper on things in terms of my relationship to basketball. I kind of felt really sad. And so I, I didn't have that same like strong finish that I would have hoped for. Um, so yeah, that kind of contributed to everything. I, I didn't really feel like I wanted to continue my relationship or my, I mean, my career with basketball. So I went through a period of like an identity crisis where I was like, I don't know what else I like. I mean, I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm I literally, literally putting my hand up high because uh, yep, yep, correct. Yeah, yep. I'm like literally basketball is everything. I, I just, I that's all I did my whole life. So. Um, I, that was that was tough. It was tough to really redefine myself and see who we are and, and see who I was. I think as athletes, a lot of us place 
so much of ourselves on our sport and our abilities and our skills and we kind of don't really detach ourselves as a person it's kind of like all in one like you're a basketball player versus no you are like i am cheyenne i am you know a person outside of basketball so really doing that when i graduated was something that was needed but definitely difficult i had to really look at myself as a person and not as a basketball player and see you know what do i like what am i good at what are some things I'm passionate about in the world? And um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And just in terms of, was there anything that you would like to see change just in terms of how girls are introduced into basketball? Um, I think the the game of women's basketball is changing and i think that people are starting to look at it and take it more seriously um i think when girls get into basketball that they should just realize that uh that the sky's the limit as cliche as that sounds um that really uh hard work is what um defines you and what uh kind of separates you from the the bunch so I'd say when they enter girls basketball to just work, 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 and that's it. Indeed, shout to Rihanna. Um. Right, <laughs> that's funny, yes. And just before we wrap up, um, mm-hmm. like how would you say out of all the sports in the world, why does, or why is basketball so important to you? Um, yeah, I think aside from just like it being in my family, I think that not to, not to bash any sport that is not a team sport, but I think that playing on a team, it's just a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you learn so much about yourself, about working on a team, working with others. It's a really, uh, difficult and interesting process to be on a team in anything, in basketball, in life. And, you know, when you have a team, you have to really use your strengths and, and use each other. So I think that the whole team environment was something that really drew me to basketball. You have ended this She Got Game series with a clean three and you're holding your follow-through right now. <laughs> fans like we have won this title, guys. Yes. This has, we, first off, I want to say thank you for listening. Shan, thank you so much for your time. It is much appreciated. And of this, course, thank you. Of course. And this is myself and Cheyenne signing out. Mm-hmm.